Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. Welcome in, Loons fans, to another victorious week of Loon Talk. Jonathan Harrison here alongside Yay. Dan Terhar. Dan, uh, 1-0 victory last night. How are you feeling after a win. Loons win yesterday? Winning is so much more fun than losing. Oh, absolutely. So 1-0-2 uh, after 3, as I'll opposed to 0-3 a year ago. It's a pretty big difference. Pretty will... big difference. I will take an undefeated start after the completely defeated start last see what year. See what happens when you score goals 2-3 a game? <laughs> start putting oh – wait, no. See what nope, – yeah. It's just one a game. Oh, it's, a, okay. it's a nice average. I mean, they're going to score 34 goals at this season at this rate. I don't know that that's all you want to score in a 34-game season. but No. No, I it. say no. <laughs> I say no. <laughs> You're not in for one goal a game? Nope. nope. But at least it means they score. I feel like I feel like we've been there. <laughs> I think it's time. I think it's time. <laughs> hey, we all can't be Austin where we score five goals a game, all right? Yeah, they may not score ten goals the rest of the year. <laughs> they put in a hell of an effort uh, uh, yeah, uh, this weekend. We will get to that in a little bit. Uh, once again, you are listening to Loon Talk, the most uh, well-kept secret in MLS. We are the most unofficially official loons podcast around dan terrar and myself don't tell the, anybody yeah don't tell anybody about nope. us because we are the radio broadcast team for all minnesota united matches can be heard on score north score north am 1500 the score north mobile app and live.scorenorth.com for every single loons game in the league uh so yeah we're paid by the team for the games not for this so we can say whatever the heck we want for <laughs> I this love, i love your disclaimer let's jump right into it first win of the season for a one nil victory at new york red bulls dan plenty of plenty to talk about here uh let's let's hold off on the dane st Clair talk for a little bit we'll get to that because that's the big talker out of the game because he had himself a hell of a game yeah Uh, go into the game and uh a bunch of surprises in the lineup we knew there would be some we got wind of that earlier in the week that there would be some changes to the lineup. But then in probably, what, 30 minutes before or probably 30 minutes before the lineups came out, we get the text, hey, by the way, some of those guys we told you were starting, they're not going to start. Yeah, so, so they're like, great. Yeah, this is going to yeah. be interesting. So Dane St. Clair was one of them. Chase Gasper was going to start, did not end up starting. Uh, DJ Taylor in his place. DJ Taylor had a pretty solid game. Didn't give up a whole lot of chances. Uh, neither did the rest of the defense. Um but let's get right into this game. They didn't really look at it to begin the game, kind of like the Nashville game, but they ended up playing themselves into the game. And uh, Hassani Dotson not having a game for himself yesterday. Two handballs. The first one more debatable <laughs> well, than the second. Technically the first only one. The one that got called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and when we talked about this before the match, even though I felt like, okay, this is not the lineup we want defensively. This back four is yeah. not our best. But, you know, we've learned what I've learned over the last year is that with very few exceptions, if Michael Boxel is anchoring that defense, you can move around the other three, change people. Yeah. And with the great goaltending we've gotten the last couple of years with Tyler Miller and Dane St. Clair, it doesn't seem to matter. And so that's in our pregame chat on uh, Sunday night, last night, I said, I will be surprised if Minnesota loses this match because of defensive or goaltending play. 
and they did not. They got a shutout. Yeah. And First one so season. we can still rest assured that this defense, even with, you know, really only one person in their normal position. And think about that. <laughs> yeah. uh, they got a shutout with their back four and the goaltender, those five people, only one guy in place. Yeah. And that was Michael about, Boxel. If you want to think about it, because we talked That's about amazing. it in the pre-match show, that it would essentially be a back six with the midfielder sitting deep because of how the Red Bulls would just mm-hmm. get after right, him. Right. And the front four would just be pretty isolated, and that's kind of how it played out. Uh, there was two guys out of that back six, back seven, including the goalkeeper, that were in there that were the normal starters for those positions with yeah. Will Trap in the midfield and Michael Boxel in the defense, and they still shut out the Red Bulls. Red Bulls yeah. had their chances, had a fair number of chances, but Dane St. Clair stood on his head. The defense had a pretty decent game, and were able to stop him as well. Now, in, 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 you know, on the other side of that coin, Dane St. Clair is not your typical backup goaltender. He's, <laughs> he's better than a lot of starters in this league, I think. And, uh, you know, Brent Coleman could, is not a starter, so to speak. He just has been so far. But he could start for a lot of clubs in this league. So, yeah. you know, and, and, and Hassani Dotson is out of position back there, but he makes the best of it. I tell you what. Uh, you know, Coleman had some moments. Dotson had obviously some moments of, uh, of, uh, of, you know, he had some issues, but it was, uh, to steal a football term, bend, don't break. You yeah. know, they had their moments where you go, Ooh, yuck, what are they doing? But yeah. yet somehow they covered for it or, or the goaltender, Dane St. Clair covered <laughs> for them and made a huge save. So however you want to look at that, you know, they got it done. They got a shutout on the road. In, in a night where you went, what this lineup is weird. Um, and I guess that would lead to, I think, an emerging star, not only on this team, but in this league coming out at last night. Yeah. And I mean, we've danced around it long enough, not really holding off on it anymore. One big question. Uh, you got the sounder ready for the one big question? Yeah. No, yeah. Oh, we're going to go right to one big question. Holy moly. Right okay. I mean, we're dancing one around big well. question, 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 question. We're, we're talking about it enough. We might as okay. well. Dane St. Clair having himself yes. a night in replacement of Tyler Miller, who was out sick. Uh, eight saves yesterday in a massive match for him. Uh, player of the week, team of the week. So the one big question is, what's the plan or what should be the plan <laughs> for the goalkeepers this season? We had this conversation, what, four weeks in? Last year, about a year ago, yeah, 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 about this time last year, well, about a month later because the season started a month later, uh, this time last year, that they have two number one goalkeepers. Clearly, teams are going to be asking about Mm -hmm. one or both of them because of goalkeeping changes throughout the league this year. I mean, New England Revolution, they'll be losing Matt Turner to Arsenal come June or July. They'll need a starting goalkeeper. Minnesota has two of them. That's not a luxury you can keep for very long and Dane St. Clair yeah. showed yesterday that he deserves as much of a shot to be the number one keeper for the loons as does Tyler Miller. Well, we said a year ago or not a year ago, but at this point in the season last season that uh, there's no way. And I think didn't Andy Greeter agree, uh, Greeter agree with us that there's yeah. no way they're going to end the season with these two goaltenders. Yeah. So for us to say that again this year, even though we're both thinking that, you know, and everybody's thinking that they're, you're, you're, you're thinking there's no way they get through another season with, with two starting goaltenders. I, I, maybe they will, maybe they've just decided, you know what, you know, we, we, we've got a luxury here. We're going to hang on to this 
prepare as long as we can, but that means that you got to have right. That's, that's my point is you, you can't, I don't think you can possibly keep them both happy because they both want to be starters. They don't want to play every other match. They want to play every single night out. So let's say it again. There's no way we get through the season (laughs) with these two goaltenders. No way. Well, no. you brought it up. You brought it up last night in our post match show that this isn't like hockey where you can you can ride a guy for a couple games and then give it over to the no. other guy. Uh-uh. You because of the games that it's played once a week and sometimes twice a week. Occasionally, you're, yeah. You're pretty much sticking with the same guy week in and week out. You can't have two number ones. You can have a really good no. backup who's really good for like locker room culture and everything. You can step in every once in a while or for a cup game, but you cannot have two number one goalkeepers on a roster because you can't keep them happy. You're not going to be able to no. switch them in and out and keep them game ready, game mentally game ready. Uh, if you're doing that, because it's just going to, they're just not going to be able to do it. It's proven it been proven in the past across many other leagues, across many other teams that you don't have two number one goalkeepers. It just doesn't work. And so they're going to have to figure out something. They can't go two seasons in a row because you're not going to keep, if you're going to keep Dane St. Clair on the bench, you're not going to keep him happy. He's going to want no. He knows that he has a chance to get into the Canadian men's national team for the World Cup this year. He may not start for the Canadian's men's national team, but he wants to be on the Canada roster for the World Cup coming up in November. You're going to have to give him game minutes if he's going to get there. You're not going to keep him on the bench. And he proved last night, I know it's one game, but we've seen it from him before two seasons ago, that he can be a solid goalkeeper for you despite his age. Usually goalkeepers don't play as young as he does, but I mean... Young goalkeepers are thriving in this league. I mean, just look at Chicago and Gabriel Slonina. We'll get to him in a little while. But I don't think you can keep both of them, especially in a World Cup year. You're going to have to move either Dane or Tyler because Dane has ambitions to get on the World Cup roster. Tyler Miller does too, but I, he's got a longer shot than than Dane does. So which one do you keep? That's the million-dollar question. Which yeah. way, If it was up to you, Jonathan Harrison, you are now sporting director for Minnesota United <laughs> FC. You have to make that decision. What, what, tell us what you're going to do. Uh, long-term viability, I'm keeping Dane because he's younger. I mean, I'm not saying Tyler's old, but Dane is younger. You can keep him for a longer time. Yes, you have Fred Emmings in the reserves, but he's – 17 i believe fred. So there's there's fred, plenty the giant of time man for him. child <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's plenty of time for him to wait and develop with minnesota united <clears> two <throat> in in the reserves and whatnot i would keep dane i would try and move on from tyler whether you're gonna sell him you're gonna trade him uh there's there's most likely interest in europe i would imagine from the championship side bundesliga side there's got to be some interest there why yeah. not see what you can get for him get a couple million bucks from him Put that in the uh, in the coffers there, and then you have Dane St. Clair, who you drafted for you drafted in the first round with your first pick a couple years ago in a draft class that looks pretty dang good with Asani Dotson and Chase Gasper. Why not start the Dane St. Clair era right now? Because he showed that last year was a fluke. The first four games in the playoff game were a fluke. They weren't who he normally is. Eight saves what? is a pretty good performance against a Red Bull side that scored seven goals going into that game. What if, uh, and let me play the devil's advocate. Okay, let's say we go your direction. By the way, you're fired as sporting director. Um, <laughs> okay, good. Uh, say we pressure. go your direction, but Dane, and Dane is unbelievable. He's spectacular. Then you're only going to have him for a couple of years anyway. That's fine. because He's then, gone. 
by that time, Fred Emmings is twenty something. He's in his young twenties. You're putting a lot of you're putting a lot of eggs in the Fred basket there. I mean, so have, so is so is the club. I mean, they signed yeah. him as their first homegrown. So I would clearly expectations that he can be a number one starter at some point. You don't I sign think, a sixteen or fifteen year old to your as your club's first okay, ever homegrown. Hey, 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 you're fired. I told you. Now I'm the sporting <laughs> director. All right, then what do you do? I'm the sporting director. Here's what I'm going to do because I think that if you put the uh, pros and cons, each a column for each goaltender, uh-huh. at the end of the day, it's going to be so it, that won't help you at all because no. they're 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 so similar. Uh, the only you know one's got an advantage with experience. The other one's got youth and and maybe a little more athleticism. I don't know, but at the end of the day, here's what I do: I shop them both around and I take the best deal. I take the the most money, the best trade offer. I take the best deal because you can't lose with either one of these guys. It's a win-win. So take yeah. the best offer and then go play and win a championship. That's fair. So. I I don't have a like like I said. I don't have a problem with Tyler Merrill. He's a really no. good goalkeeper in this league. He's proven mm-hmm. that he's a really good goalkeeper for LAFC and now for Minnesota. So if you're gonna sell, if you're gonna trade away Dane St. Clair, that's a big call. You just basically threw away a seventh overall draft pick on him. Yeah, you just draft another one. <laughs> you just pick another one. Fair. That's fine. No, it is. And that might be, and maybe in my scenario, he has more trade value. Yeah. So you move him. You that's still all, gotta that's likely too. You've still got a top, you know, five goaltender in the league in Tyler Miller. Um, and you know what? I, I have a soft spot for Tyler Miller. As soon as he told us that he's a rock at the bottom of the stream <laughs> and watching everything move around him and he's just there. I, I don't know. I like his zen. I mean, his there's, aura. There's <laughs> several teams across the league that you can think of that are going to need a goalkeeper this yeah. summer at some point. New England's the biggest one because of Matt Turner leaving. So, they might come calling and they might give you offer up a boatload of uh, MLS bucks and whatnot and trades and maybe a player or two. Yeah. I don't know what it would cost to take away one of these goalkeepers, but they might come calling at some point and mm-hmm. you're going to have to think about it. I mean, because you can't keep two number one keepers and yeah. Dane St. Clair wants to get minutes so he can get into that Canada roster to go to the world cup this winter. All right. Yeah. Back glad to we the figured Canada. that out. Glad yeah. we figured that out. Glad we came to that conclusion, which is very still murky. Uh, back to the game. Dane St. Clair made a huge save. Uh, the penalty save. Not the best kick by Patrick Clamala. It doesn't get a good enough strike on it. doesn't get it far enough away from Dane St. Clair, who's able to basically just drop down on his hip and catch it. Uh, eight saves for Dane uh, on the night. Moving on. Hassani Dotson made up for his two handballs with a pretty nice assist to Luis Amaria later on yeah. in the match. I think in the 51st minute. Uh, and Amaria has to come back to get it, but when he does, he gets a boot wrapped around it hard enough that it goes right past uh, Carlos Cornell for the lone goal of the game on the near post. Heck of a goal by Amaria to open up his account once again for the Loons. Yeah, we, you know, and it's it was great to see him get that goal because everybody, everybody, uh, the fans of this club, the other players on this club, the coaching staff, the training staff, everybody. Um, the announcers, everybody just wants this team to have a uh, true number nine that that can put the ball in the net, a striker that you can count on to score, you know, regularly, whatever that means to you. Um, it might mean different things to different people. And so him, you know, him getting that goal was huge. And, and the nice thing was it was not an easy goal. 
it's a goal where you look at and go, man, you could throw that same ball out there about 50 times and you might not get another goal. So a uh, very difficult goal. He got it. I hope that boosts his confidence. I hope that uh, that brings uh, more goals in a hurry for Luis. So we talked about it last week of when does Adrian switch or make the switch if he ever wants to between Luis and Adrian Onu. And you said whoever scores the first goal gets that position to keep. How long does Luis get to keep this after the goal? Well, it, well, it was that's his. That's always going to be the question, right? It, well, it's been his. You know, now for three matches, it's been his job. Right. It, it was his job to start the season, and so if you're thinking that the clock was ticking after two matches, he scores in the third. You know, uh, you reset the clock. It's kind of like the yellow card, the cautions. You know, yeah. you know. He, so now he's reset the clock, and he's solid as the uh, the top uh, striker on the club again. Now, if he goes a couple without scoring, then you're in, it's ticking again. And but all it would take is is if Luis uh, has a uh, so-so match, say uh, Saturday against San Jose, he's not impressive. Adrian Anu comes in and for the last 15 minutes and scores a goal. All of a sudden, all right, who do I start? The next match. I mean, it, to me, there's nobody is – one goal doesn't lock him into that spot. It's not his spot with one goal. So I think it's going to up in the air, and, and Adrian, until somebody gets – we're looking for somebody to be consistent. Yeah. Somebody – they don't have to go out and score, you know, 15 goals, but they've got to score regularly. They've got to get chances regularly, and they'll stay in. So I think, it, I think this is going to be – this will be decided on the pitch – match in and match out, not by Adrian just going on a whim. Right. Well, then I guess another big question, if you want to go here, what do you do with Adrian Anu if Luis Amaria is going to be your guy and you have Fragapane on the left, Reynoso uh, as the number 10 and Lode on the right, those guys are all pretty much locked in. There's no way we can go two seasons in a row with the DP who's going to sit on the bench for most of the season. You just can't the, do uh... The DPs a, are pretty that's yeah, a the, ballsy ass call. The the to DPs are too valuable to for that. Yeah. Yeah, the DPs are pretty to valuable to do that. So do you sell them back to France? Try and get try and get a French club to come oui. buy them back? Because oui, oui. <laughs> I don't know that you can keep him on the bench all season long at the contract that he has, the price that you paid to get him in, and you gave him twenty four games last year. And, you're not, yeah. and you've given him seven minutes so far this season. And it was a it was a huge statement, just mm-hmm. the fact that when, when Minnesota brought back Amaria, and they immediately started him in a position that I'm sure Anu thought of as his position. Yep. And so I brought him to be the guy. I, right, and so, and I don't know what his attitude is. You know, I don't know how how he's mentally how he's handling this. Right. You know, it, it it may be a situation where they have to part ways and you don't get anything. So, uh, before we go back to guys who did have good games, Emmanuel Reynoso pretty much swarmed out of the game. Anytime he was on the ball, there was at least two or three Red Bulls players yeah. just hounding him. So he didn't have a good game. Lost the ball thirty one times according to Opta. Uh, last night, Emmanuel Reynoso just he, but not having a good game. Yeah, time. He did not have a good game, but if he was anywhere on his form, he would have scored two goals. Yeah, he, he had two, two goals. He had two opportunities that 
I think you know any above average player in the league would have scored on. Absolutely, they were great opportunities. One of them he didn't even shoot. He didn't even try. He just he overthought it. I think so. Yeah, he was off his game. Um, he was frustrated. I, I mentioned. I said, I don't. Know, I might want. To. He had a yellow card in the first half. I was I was worried he's going to get a red card because he just you could see he was frustrated. Uh, but he calmed himself pretty well. I'm guessing that maybe uh, either one of the uh, more senior players or one of the coaching staff, maybe a little talk with him saying, hey, you got to calm down, focus. You yeah. can't take a red card. Just relax and, and, and do your thing. So, uh, But, yeah, no, he wasn't very good. He and, he and Robin Lode were, were just kind of uh, different, different ways. Reynoso had a lot of touches but really struggled. Um, Robin's issues were not enough touches and was just not involved in the match at all. Wasn't so wasn't enough when he did get the ball. Yeah, he looked a little slow. Um, let's see the if we... The uh, offense did for the most part. Yeah, we'll but see. I mean, it was... Own goal? The only goal? Yeah, it, it was... It was um, I don't know. Yeah, and, and I, I'll be the last one because uh, Robin uh, has carried this team um, so often and has been so clutch um, that I, I'll give him the benefit of a doubt for, for, for a, a while longer. Uh, but it's just it's just odd because normally he doesn't disappear quite like that. So yeah, two games in a row, especially like normally. Yeah, that's, that's if he not does like him for a game. He'll yeah. be gone for a game, but then he'll be back the next right next handful. Right. So and we'll see. Maybe he's dealing with a what what would a, a little niggle? Is that what yeah. uh, a little Adrian calls it? Maybe he's got a little niggle. So uh, what about the elephant in the room, number thirty three? <laughs> that's where I was going to end. Is Curvin uh, and Will put on a performance in the defensive midfield last night. Uh, anytime the Red Bulls were on a fast break, one of those two was just sprinting downfield to to just get in front of the face of whoever the Red Bull player, most likely, most often it was Patrick Klamala, who was streaking down the field just causing trouble. But it was most likely Will or Kervin just getting in their face and slowing them down. It was Those two had a performance last night in the midfield. Kervin Ariaga was amazing. I, I, you know, they stat, they track how much, uh, uh, how, how, what distance these guys run in a match. Yeah, I would love to see what uh, Ariaga put on. It was a, uh, it was a Roman Metinair type of effort. Um, it was, uh, and and Will Trapp hasn't missed a beat from last year. He is just the silent, the silent leader of this team. He doesn't, you you don't talk about him much after the matches. He just goes out there and does his job almost to perfection, night in, night out. He does not get enough credit for how good this team is defensively. Um, and I got to tell you, Ariaga is just, to me, is a, is a game changer. And if he plays, plays like he is, uh, like he has been the first three, if he can stay healthy and do that all year, uh, man, this guy is fun to watch. Yeah, he was all over the field. I can't find the, the distance traveled. Uh, stat right now i'm looking at his heat map and it's just all over the place yeah Uh, just because of the way we were playing and the formation it you just knew that those midfielders those defensive mids were going to put on uh have to really do a lot of running and and then they both do it so well you know they they both the long strides of ariaga and and will trap is just one of those guys that he's not super fast he's not super big 
he just is he just shows up all the time he's just there he's, he's always, always the right spot at the right he's time. always where he's supposed to be yeah. and that gives uh, Ariaga a little room to push forward maybe a little more than than Will Trapp does and so yeah it's it's, it's a pretty exciting uh, combination those two absolutely so loons get their first win of the season Woo-hoo! they move on now to face the San Jose Earthquakes the goal scorers for the Loons are licking their lips just like every other team has, <laughs> has been salivating at the chance to play a San Jose team that's playing a center midfield in as a center back alongside Francisco Calvo. So, you know, that's bound to be a really good matchup for any offensive player against that defense. Uh, that game is this that Saturday. O- was that the only guy that 60. would play? Was that the only guy they could find that would play next to Calvo? <laughs> They're forced, unfortunately, I mean, for coach, the Minnesota nope. kid. Nope, I won't do it, Coach. Nope, kid, not me. They're forcing him. <laughs> okay, you do it. Short straw. <laughs> Short straws to play with, with Calvo. <laughs> Pre-match, 6.30 p.m. with Dan Terra and myself. 7 p.m. kickoff Let's on go. Score North on AM1500, scorenorth.com, and the, li- er, and the free Score North mobile app. Dan, uh, it wasn't a good weekend for San Jose. They lost 2-0, oh. but it, w- it should have been more than that. Uh, if you're looking at... Analytics, 3.3 XG for uh, Philadelphia to 0.3 XG for uh, for San Jose. So that's expected goals. So San Jose or Philadelphia should have had at least three, maybe four goals, when as opposed to San Jose who didn't deserve at least half a goal or even a single goal. So they were they they had shots. There was the shot disparity was 12 to nine, six uh, on target for yeah. the Union, one on target. For Phil or for San Jose and yikes, Phil or Philadelphia just ran right through the middle of the park all night long, and that is something that pretty much the past three teams to play or the other two teams to play San Jose have done this season. And yeah, that's that's something that Luis Amaria and Emmanuel Reynoso are watching that tape and like, oh, we can take advantage of that defense and Francisco Calvo. I uh, boy, I hope that's the way it turns out. I hope that we uh, explode and have a uh, two-goal outburst and and uh, and defeat this team. And we can double. We I think there's a fighting chance we can double our best scoring effort of the season so far. <laughs> I mean, we can actually double up. Yeah, I really Setting think the that's, bar low here, I think Dan. that's possible. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that. I will. I think that we got a really good chance of. Of doubling up, and anytime you can double something, that's good, right? Yes, even if it's just from one. I guess it's you can double, look at it that way. but it's double. Man, wouldn't you like to double your paycheck? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Would you like to double the number of homes you own? Yes. Wouldn't you like to no. double your cars? Yes. That's two yards, I have to take you, care of. Wouldn't you like to double your lawnmowers? Yeah, yeah. Double's good, so we're gonna double up. <laughs> All right, so that one this Saturday should be a fun one. Hopefully, plenty of goals for Minnesota in that one. Hopefully, uh, no lightning. Be, yeah, no damn no lightning. lightning. I haven't looked at the weather report for Saturday yet. I hate uh, lightning. But it will be the return of Jan Gregush and, as we already mentioned, Francisco Calvo. Uh, they both play for San Jose, so it'll be the return of those guys to Allianz Field. What? Coming up Whatever happened Saturday. to Jan Gregush? Uh, he didn't start here. For the last year, and then they. What happened? He was he was he was actually good. He fell what off happened? the face of the planet. I don't know what, what happened. What the hell happened? He was good. He was getting call ups to his national team, and then all of a sudden he couldn't find minutes here. And then it's like yeah. he it's it's like he quit. It's like he just I don't think it's he like, quit. Ugh. Well, what happened? How do you go from how do you know. go from how do you go from being up here 
and a promising player that looks as though he's a wasn't he? He was our set piece guy before Reynoso came along, right? Yeah. And now, and then all of a sudden, he's what? What the hell happened? You're asking the wrong guy. I mean, it's I know weird. we're hired here to analyze this stuff, but weird. It, it, you saw we saw so little no. of him last year, and when we did, he wasn't really that good. No. Like it just seemed like he fell off. And the season four, he was great. Him and Ozzy Alonso were one of the best midfield pairs yes. in the league. And then all of a sudden, Will Trapp comes in, and all of a sudden, his confidence seemed wrecked, and he just couldn't play a game anymore. No, I don't know. It's like he, yeah, I don't know. That was weird. Just didn't right, like so. Minnesota, maybe. So, <laughs> just got sick of the weather here in Minnesota. I guess I can. Don't blame him. <laughs> to be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Time for look across the league now. We'll jump across some of the scores here. Uh, let's start with this one. It seems like Inter-Miami head coach Phil Neville has is starting to pick a fight with his designated, one of his few designated players that's left in, in Inter-Miami. That'll, he that'll after, get him going. Yeah, Good move, said, coach. He said after the match, after they <laughs> lost, his side lost yesterday, 2-0 to LAFC at home in Miami. Uh, for us to be successful, he, referring to Gonzalo Higuain, has to perform. Uh, let's see here. That's the challenge <laughs> for me, and I'm really strong on this. His role hasn't changed. He is the one that is our best finisher. He is the one that we demand the most goals from. He is the one that we demand the most assists from period. And another quote later on in the press conference, I just want more quality from my quality players. Yikes. <laughs> wow. You know, that's all I can say is wow. You know, there's coaches all over the place going, wow. I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you should call out your guys like that. Well, you, you, if you're there's going to doing it and that just doesn't seem like it's the right way to do it. Not, not if I don't see that doesn't feel like any kind of a unifying moment that's gonna you're gonna look back and go yeah that turned it around that got him <laughs> that got him going and uh, that, yeah. that seems like a guy that doesn't really care if he has a job next month <laughs> uh, so yeah that's that's tough you know and and I don't know I think some fans like coaches that are brutally honest with with what they say but. Being brutally honest, if that's really how he feels, so he's being yeah. uh, just being completely open about it, um, that probably won't get you to an MLS title. So, <laughs> no. and it's been a rough go for Phil Neville in Inter Miami because basically as soon as he took over, that's when the league hammered them with sanctions for uh, some shoddy accounting from 
their cap compliance. And so they had to get rid of basically their entire roster over the offseason, did a complete roster overhaul, <laughs> sending everybody out, bringing in a bunch of new players in, except for Gonzalo Higuain. He's the one who stayed. And It yeah, sounds like he's on his – he'll be out soon. <laughs> get me I mean, out of here. And well, thank you. Thank you for Will Trap. I mean, that's just, yeah. you know, he Will could not get out of there fast enough. So Higuain's also the guy who came in last year and said on the inter- in an interview that obviously wasn't through the league that said, I thought I could just come over here and smoke a cigarette on the field and just right. basically have the vacation, right. essentially. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, yep. I don't know. I've never been a big fan of him, and that made me even less of a fan of him. So, no, but if he did, if he did smoke a cigarette and score a goal during MLS match, I, he would be my new favorite player. Yeah, so I'd pay. <laughs> I would pay to see that. I would pay. Is there are there rules Just, against that? Can you smoke? I would imagine on the field? so. Do you think it's written somewhere in the MLS rulebook you can't smoke on the field? Let me ask our rules guy, and I can see. <laughs> I mean, because if not, I say go for it. Why not? Why not? Just rip a heater in the middle of the game. Just running down the pitch with a heater. <laughs> Here, I'm open. Hey, open. Oh, I forgot. We forgot to bring this up what? in our conversation about the game yesterday. Uh, can we talk about John Tolkien's hair? John that was so that mullet was amazing. You. You. That was that was a gnarly ass mullet. Uh, you know, if it was just the mullet, but he had the frosted tips going. So it was the two tone. It was volume. Yeah. It yeah. was. That's well. That's a well taken taken care of mullet for what an eighteen yeah. year old. Yeah, um, you know, does, I, okay, I, you're I, a hockey guy. Where does that rank in? And it, and I know we we see this every year. It's this time. It's this time of the year, the state hockey tournament. Where does that rank in the some of the all time mullets we've seen from that tournament? His biggest issue where I, where I can't put him in, in an all tournament level mullet. Is it was a little, it was a little long in the front. It was a little, he needed a little trim up front and around the sides to yeah. really get the, you know, business up front party in the back look. <laughs> so it was close. I think though, a good, a good hairstylist could uh, put him right into a league of his own. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I've never understood that. It's the best that. hair in the MLS. I'm just going to say it right now. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I'm trying to I think, think of, of any better. No, there's there's a lot of colorful guys with the uh, you know bright colors and white yeah. hair and and but not with the flow, not with the uh, with the head lettuce that this kid had. So <laughs> it was um, yeah. It's the first thing you notice as soon as the game start was mm-hmm. that head of hair yep. just flowing around the field is is impressive. There's a guy who's oh, wish I could remember his name. There's one guy that does his hair in the old the the biggest man bun made possible. Who is that? Why can't I think of his name? Zlatan had the man bun, but yeah, no, this that, is more I, of a no, no. This isn't about. this isn't really a man bun. This is more of a of a beehive updo. Oh, are, are you talking about? Uh, Can't think of what it is. Colorado Abu Bakr, I think. Yes, Abu yes. Bakr. It's it's about this high. I don't know how he and, gets the jersey on. And when he runs, it kind of does this. Yeah. It's kind of got the Marge Simpson thing going. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't impressive. know how you can. I don't know how you can play with that. My neck would hurt from that. It's like the dreadlocks. It looks so uncomfortable. You know, NFL NFL players, they get the dreadlocks that are like this. And yeah. then they squeeze it into a helmet. Like, well, that can't be comfortable. Okay, helmets are hard to get on the way it is. I know. Maybe that's just me because I have a giant No, head. no you do but have a big melon. You, but yes. then you put <laughs> dreadlocks on. You Man, do have those, a huge melon. You remember Peyton Manning with a giant red square on his forehead. <laughs> that's right. After every game. <laughs> 
<laughs> After every warm-up. All right, going back to looking across the league, we're done talking about hair now. All right. Giant heads. Uh, All right. Did you watch New York City FC's match this weekend? Did not. Did not. All right, well, it was their first home game of the season, their first home mm-hmm. game since winning MLS Cup, uh, the MLS Cup final last year in Portland. Did you see happen to see on the internet the banner they unveiled for winning? No, what was it? Uh, let me pull this up in the video feed here. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you will see this. Uh-huh. But uh, just if you're listening to the podcast version of it, just go look up New York City FC banner. It is it's uh, something that's for certain. This, this was the a... uh, this was the fans uh, video uh, or the fans choice or the team who did this, this was... who made the banner. The team made this, and this is the oh. banner that they hung up in Yankee Stadium. It is small. That's it? That's it. it That's all they very, get? It's a very small banner. It's not the banner that you would see hanging from the rafters of any other American sports team. So this has me thinking of how this happened, of how a small banner like that gets to come into play. Because you're an American sports team. You're supposed to know that a banner is supposed to be a banner. This thing is supposed to be huge and show off that you won a title and... They got a really small banner that's probably, what, like six by eight, maybe? You think maybe that's all the Yankees would let them put up in that building? Well, so... Or is that maybe that was just temporary? But even if it's temporary, you wouldn't have an unveil. It looks like... I saw outside of of Walmart the other day, I saw the Girl Scouts selling cookies. (laughs) They had a bigger banner. That's what it is. So my thinking is that this was, because it's New York City FC, they're owned by City Football Group, that this was just lost in translation between an American sports club and a European sports club. The European sports club gets gets the invoice. Oh, we need to get a banner for these guys because this is what they do in America. Well, the only <laughs> banner they can think of is, you know, the Girl Scouts banner. So, so they just they get call. them that. They didn't get them the actual sports banner that American sports teams get. So they the called, only reason I can think that it's that small of a banner. So they called Banner Express, <laughs> yes. had them print one out, paid extra for the four <laughs> grommets in the corners, so they could so they could take some so they could take some twine and tie it to the the front of the uh, the. Did they seats pay extra, at, or did they put in the grommets themselves? <laughs> they, pro- they probably just poked a hole in it with the scissors. <laughs> that, that that's weird that, because Yankee Stadium. I, I I've never been in Yankee Stadium. Yeah. And I, I, my guess is it has something to do with what the Yankees would let them. And maybe, you know what, here's the deal. They probably can't leave it there. So it comes probably. down after every game and then they put it up again. It'll probably be in a different place every every <laughs> match because they won't remember where they put it the last where's, time. Where's the ba- where are we putting up the banner? This Who's week? got the banner? Oh, it's, it's in, it's in Shelly's trunk. <laughs> Someone go get it. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that is kind of weird. That's a, it's, a, it's a small banner that – is not befitting a team that just won the title last no, year. So. No, not at all. Uh, other news around the league. We mentioned it a little bit earlier. D.C. United, they lose at home to Chicago Fire. 2-0 win for the Chicago Fire. That makes it three shutouts in a row for the Fire to open up the season. They are undefeated on the hmm. year. Two what draws, changed, what changed in Chicago? <laughs> what defensively has changed hmm. in Chicago? Why are they so much better defensively <laughs> this year? I, I, you know, I can't I put can't my place finger. what player is gone from there and on a different team that's suddenly it starts, losing its defensive ability. It starts with a C. It's not cancer, but it's close. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. He'll do. We're not going to get away with. <laughs> uh, but the. 
another talking point in that, besides the head coach being different in Chicago. Uh, oh, that's what it is. Yes, coach. See, coach. that's what I meant. Coach. The coach is different. What did you they're think both, I meant? They're both five-letter words. You never what did know. You think, what did you think I meant? <laughs> coach. Of course I meant coach. Uh, the goalkeeper for Chicago is 17-year-old Gabriel Slonina, who was the third goalkeeper that? in the last U.S. camp. Yeah, heck of a performance by him to open up the season here. Three shutouts, three clean sheets for him. Well done, young kid. Yeah, I mean, that's not normal to be that good at that age. Have you seen? Have you watched him play? I mean, I've seen a few clips here and there, but I'd I'd love to see him play and see how how you know how, what kind of goaltender he is. Um, Can't say I'm going out of my way to watch Chicago matches this. Year. Well, that's the problem. Nobody knows he's under he's under the radar now. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, now yeah. he's being known about because he leads the league in clean sheets this year as a seventeen year old. Seventeen, same age as Fred. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Time to start that's Fred. hard. That's hard to believe. Yeah, Fred, you're behind. You're behind your curve here. You should have. You should have yeah. some shadows. So that that when you think about that, that he's just a kid. Yeah. You know, he should be starting he's for his high, high school, school team. Yeah, yeah, he should be starting for his high school team. So wow. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how uh, how well he does. You know, through over the course of a whole season at 17. Wow. All right, and then the last note from across the league. After three weeks of MLS action, there are seven undefeated teams left. None of them are perfect, so they've all drawn at least once. Uh, those teams, Columbus, Philadelphia, Chicago, LAFC, Real Salt Lake, Portland, and Minnesota. Dan, let's play a little game here. Which of those teams is going, you have to pick one and I have to pick one, is going to go the longest undefeated and which one's going to go the shortest undefeated? So who's going to lose this weekend? And then oh, who's going to keep man. winning the longest? Hang on, I got to pull up my standings here because I can't remember anything you said except for Minnesota. Um, Columbus, okay. Philadelphia, Chicago, LAFC, Real Salt Lake, Portland, and Minnesota. Who is going to go the longest without a loss? I'm going to um, go, or do you want to go first? No, no, go ahead. I'm still looking it over and trying to I decide. I haven't looked at their schedules. I'm just looking at the No, I'm not looking at their schedules. Teams. I'm just reminding myself of which teams... I think they are. LAFC probably has the best chance of those seven to keep going the longest undefeated. Do you? Yeah. Do you I mean, think so? They've they've got a good enough team. They've got a good enough roster. The new head coach there. He's making a heck of an impression already. Um, you got it looks like Carlos Vela's back in in his prime form. So I would imagine LAFC. I don't know what their schedule is. It might be really difficult over the next couple weeks. But yeah, I'm not looking at the schedules either. Um... I, I I was I was more inclined to say, um, you know, Chicago, but then I realized that that's stupid. So um, <laughs> we just got done making fun of Chicago. I know. No, I I thought I was looking at LAFC and 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 Real Salt Lake, and then I thought, you know what, I w- I'm going to say I'm going to say Philadelphia. Yeah, that was my second because second. they're good defensively. They've only given up two goals uh, so far. The only team who's given up less is what LAFC. They've only given up, given up one, I think. Yeah. Let me see. Yeah, they've only given LAFC's only given up one goal. Weird what happens when you actually get a goalkeeper in LA. <laughs> yeah, well, they'll probably trade him away pretty quick. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd, I'd say Philly will be the last one to 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 take yeah. a, a loss. And then. Uh... Who's gonna Who's gonna lose the quickest out of or the earliest out of those bunch? I mean, Chicago. Well, someone will lose easiest, this easier answer. Someone will lose this weekend, so my guess will be Chicago. I'd go RSL is the team. Do so you think I mean, Chicago's RSL gonna or Portland? Really? 
Yeah. yeah. Well, you, I've, you're I've so... never been convinced about Portland. Their defense is always shoddy. They're they're a really old squad. You thought Minnesota's old. Portland's really old. They got yeah. DPs that are like 35 years old, and they're relying on those guys to bear a lot of the minutes for them. They could be shaky at some point this season, and who knows when that'll happen. Yeah. What about Columbus? They could be the first to lose. Columbus have not been too terribly impressive this season, eking out some wins. They they, they gave scored. Up, they gave up the draw to San Jose last weekend when they yeah. were up a man for a majority of the match, and they were up two goals. And they gave it up. They gave up two goals to Francisco Calvo they, to level that one. They've given. They've scored a lot of goals, but they've also given up a lot of goals. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's plenty of teams that could could lose really quick out of those ones. Yep. I don't imagine the many of the or those teams will stay undefeated for long. Uh, time for the predictor segment, Dan. This is a segment we introduced last week in the season debut. Uh, We each make three predictions about three different games, and um, we basically predict the result and the score, and you get a point for each. Dan, uh, you got four points because you guessed the correct score for Minnesota and the Red Bulls. So you you guessed Minnesota 1-0 there. You got two other points for predicting the correct result out of Portland, Austin, and Seattle, LAFC, or LA Galaxy. So congratulations there. I got two of mine wrong. I predicted draws in both the Portland, Austin, and New York Red Bulls, Minnesota match. You know, I got to admit, it's gutsy. Gutsy picking two draws right out of the chute. <laughs> gutsy or dumb, the, I don't know which. <laughs> I did get the correct uh, result in the Columbus-Toronto FC match. That's good. The 2-1 yep. Columbus win. Although Columbus went down early, and I was really nervous that they weren't going to come back for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so... Now we get to make predictions for this week, our next three predictions. Dan, I will let you start since I started last week. All right, I'll go with Minnesota 2, San Jose 1. That's doubling up on our goal scoring. We're going to score twice as much as we normally do. Uh, Minnesota 2, San Jose 1. I'll go with Write that down. Oh, no, wrong segment. Predictor. That's coming up next. (laughs) So confusing. I'll go with my Minnesota game then, uh, Minnesota-San Jose. I'm predicting one more goal than you, 3-0 Minnesota. I think Minnesota's just going to open up a can That'd be an San outburst. Jose this weekend. Okay. I hope you're right. I hope, I, hope, I hope we both get the prediction right and you get the exact score. Uh, okay. My second one, Seattle will defeat Austin 2-1. to one. Ooh. Austin's going to fall twice in a row now after. I think I think I I think I probably will wish I would have said two nil, but I'm going to go two to one. <laughs> Austin's like terrible. It. Seattle had themselves a week this week, getting a three nil win in yep. Concacaf Champions League against Club Leon, and then getting a three two win over the Galaxy to get their first win of the season. I'm going with the game that probably has plenty of seats still available. FC Cincinnati hosting Inter Miami, uh-huh. bottom of the barrel matchup in the MLS. Uh-huh. Uh, one nil win for FC Cincinnati. Careful, Cincinnati fans. It's a win streak for you after you got your first win of the season this last weekend. A 1-0 win for FC Cincinnati against an Inter-Miami squad that is clearly having inter-squad battles at this point. Interesting, because with my third predictor, I went to that same match. Oh, yeah? Only I have Miami over Cincinnati, 3-1. Wow. You're predicting goals galore for Inter-Miami. Miami's going to shake it off and put Cincinnati right back where they belong. I mean, it is FC Cincinnati and their prolific <clears throat> defense that they've had over the last three years. So, mm-hmm. I mean, nope. I'm predicting a shutout, which is weird for them. Uh, yes. My last pick of the week, LA Galaxy hosting Orlando City. 
Orlando have really struggled coming out of the gates here. 3-1 win for the Galaxy. They get back into the win column for the Galaxy. So that's my prediction. There we go. That means our next segment, as I pull up the the PowerPoint here for Write That Down. Write That Down, if you haven't listened to us before, is our weekly soccer-related prediction segment. We each make three soccer-related predictions. At least one Minnesota United-related prediction in the bunch. We'll keep track of the correct predictions throughout the year. We'll call those goals. And the person who has the most goals at the end of the season wins the coveted golden boot. Currently, yours truly has the golden boot from last year. We've got a couple predictions coming off the board in our accountability session. Uh, we'll start off with the guests. This one coming from last year, Andy Greeter, late in the season, so it would be early in the Premier League season for this one. Uh, he said Harry Kane will score less than 10 goals this season. For some reason, I have that in green. That should be in red uh, because Harry Kane scored his 10th goal uh, the day that we recorded last week and then scored an 11th uh, this last weekend. So Harry Kane has over 10 goals this season. So Andy Greeter has a negative on the board for the guests this season. So I'll have to correct the records. I had two come off the board correctly, although one of them was a really heavy bunt single when I said Austin FC will not score five goals this weekend. Dan wants to contest that one because it was, it was such a bad pick. No, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to contest it. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll just wait. Just you wait. You'll get even. No, I, I'm going to. You've thrown down. You've thrown down the uh, challenge flag. You've thrown down the the shameless gauntlet with that pick, and now all bets I, are off. I promise I won't do it again. Uh, I also. Oh, you will. Because <laughs> you're going to have to. Because I'm going to. We're not going to have an all home run week. We're going to have an all bunt single week. Oh man, I'm laying down a just a wet one. It's just going to be gross. <laughs> I also did say New York Red Bulls will not score more than two goals against Minnesota. They scored none, so that one was correct. So I have two goals on the season, Dan. You're still looking for your first because all yours last week were predictions that were laid out for the rest of the season. Yeah, yep. I won't make so. that mistake again. <laughs> we can take it off the board if you want. I'm, I'm nope. perfectly okay with nope. that. Nope, I got a better plan for that. <laughs> all right, I'll start this week since you started last week. My Go! Goal, all three of well. Two of mine are Minnesota United-related predictions. The other one is CONCACAF Champions League. I'll start off with one of the Minnesota United ones. I will say over their next four games, there's 12 possible points. Minnesota will get at least seven points out of the next 12. They're matched against San Jose, Seattle, Austin, and Colorado. Seven out of 12. Okay, got it. That's two wins and at least a draw. Okay. Here's what I have for my first one. Right now, LAFC... Uh, Salt Lake, uh, Salt Lake, Austin, and Colorado are the top four in the West, correct? Yep. yep. Okay. After this weekend, those four will not be in, will be together, will not be together in the top four again the rest of the year. Whoa, the rest of the year. That's kind of hard to track, but we'll track it. I like yep. it. All so, right. Now, it'll be easy to track because Austin will be so far down, you'll know it'll never happen. So. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Write that down. Write that down. All right. Uh, my CONCACAF Champions League one. MLS had themselves a week last week, getting three wins. Uh, only one loss. It was a 1-0 loss on the road. So Montreal comes back home to face Cruz Azul at home at Olympic Park, I think, which is where they play their CONCACAF Champions League game. So they still could win and send all four MLS teams mm-hmm. to the semifinals. But a couple of those other wins from MLS clubs were 3-0 wins. So good week for MLS in the CONCACAF Champions League, something they can rarely ever say. 
Write this down, Dan. At least three MLS teams will move on to the CONCACAF Champions League semifinals, giving them a very, very good chance to win this thing for the first time ever. Okay. Good one. Like that one. Okay. So, and I didn't know, I, I wrote these down earlier today. I did not know that you were going to ask who we thought would be the first team to get a loss this year. Okay. Right now, there are six teams without a win. Oh. And okay. so I'm going to predict that Charlotte will be the last team to get a W this season. Oh, that poor fan base. That poor new fan base. You're giving them the FC Cincinnati treatment. Yeah, no. They'll be the I last mean, team to get a win. The front office did that by themselves. But <laughs> when your head coach has to come out and say, we're bleeped two days before the season starts. You know, you know. That's an all-timer quote. People, people have to... <laughs> People have to look around before you start doing dumb things like hashtagging Heath out. Look around the league. It's not, we don't really don't have it that bad. No. You know, it's Cincinnati exists. Charlotte now exists. Miami. Come on. The grass is, the grass is always greener on the other side, but it's not. Yeah. (laughs) All right. My final write that down prediction. Minnesota will win over half of their games against uh, Eastern conference. Wait. Didn't I have that already? Why did I? Wait, I already did that already this season. Hold on, wait one second. Yeah, you did that last week. It was only week two. It's only week two. I don't know why I copied and pasted that one. That shouldn't be there. Whatever, I'll go with my other one. Uh, Minnesota, they got shut out eight times last season. They've scored a goal in at least every single game this season. Write this down, Dan. Minnesota will get shut out less than seven times this year. Less than seven. Okay. Yep. Write that down. I'm going to write that down for next week because I'm not changing my third one. All right. So for my third one, it's really a, it's a uh, write that down. It's a challenge because you know what? With your shameless pick last week, (laughs) but often SC, the gimme, the, the gimme putt that you, you, you picked up and walked off the green with was was a low moment in this program. So, what I'm going to do is rather than say, oh, no, that, no, I would not do that. But I'll challenge you. If that's the way you want to go, nope. then uh, the, gauntlet, the gauntlet has been tossed down. My third pick is Michael Boxel will not score a goal against San Jose on Saturday. That's a bold call because he seems Write to that always down. score against San Jose. Write that down. You know what? If he <laughs> scores during the match, we're going to have this conversation about this. <laughs> he won't score. He scored a couple times against San Jose already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So have I. Because of the way so who has because of the way San Jose plays in the man marking system. Boxy always makes those okay. runs. All right. All right. Fine. Now watch he won't start, which will suck. <laughs> he he'll be in there. He starts every game. He's gonna be He'll there. be there. All right, Dan. Good stuff today. That was is that fun. it? That is All it. Right. We've gone through yeah. everything. We've talked about the bunt singles. We've talked about hair. We've talked about Minnesota United's first win of the season. Dan, uh, we will talk to you on Saturday at Allianz Field. 6.30 pre-match show, 7 p.m. kickoff as your loons host. Francisco Calvo, Jan Gregush, and the San Jose Earthquakes should be fun stuff. Dan, we'll I talk to you can't next. wait to see Francisco. I think we're going to have a big big moment. Big hug. A lot of, <laughs> lot of memories will come flooding back. and yeah, it'll Do be the great, crowd so. boo Francisco Calvo. I hope not. I mean, I, I I poke fun at him, but you know what? He's he's kind of he was an entertaining. He was entertaining yeah. to have as uh, on this team. 
it just there were just some things. Probably his downfall was off the off the pitch. And we should wrap this up before I say something dumb. So um, <laughs> no, I like the guy. He's very entertaining, very very flashy, very cordial. Uh, he's got nice hair, and you know he runs good. Though. He's good. He's a great guy. I love him. <laughs> That's how we'll end the show. <laughs> Just like that. All right. We'll talk to you next week, Blues fans. We'll talk to you on Saturday. And also next week for Loon Talk. Hi, this is Daniel Rue the Real GM Radio Podcast. And while the NBA season is still pretty new, there are some interesting storylines going on. And for me, one of them is, let's call it a shift in expectations, because there are a couple teams that we expected to be not necessarily pushing the accelerator in the early going in the season, maybe seeing Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson, this purportedly strong 2023 draft class, and going, hey, we could be a part of that. And that would be the Utah Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs. Both teams are over 500 with some nice wins. And this isn't fluke. They're playing well so far, and so we will see how they build on this, how they react to it. Do they keep pushing, see if see how it can keep going, or do they change directions through trades and everything else? So that'll be something to watch in this year where the draft class is, is strong and these teams have incentives going in both directions. Hi, this is Daniel LaRue from the Real GM Radio Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, matchups, news, in-depth analysis, and live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. Can check in on your favorite games and events, including the baseball playoffs, start of the hockey season, MMA, boxing, and golf, plus sports podcasts. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts.